this is resolve pod a dns and networking podcast welcome to resolve pod i'm your host greg and we are interrupting our summer hiatus to bring you coverage of ietf 105 in this double episode special presentation, we are joined by Carson Strotman, our resident DNS expert, to discuss the new developments from the last IETF meeting. In this episode, we will be talking about why and how RDEP is replacing WHOIS, the state of DNS interception, and what's been happening about DNS over HTTPS and DNS over TLS. Thank you, Carsten, for joining us. To start with, can you can you tell us a, a little bit about what IETF is and what this event was? IETF is short for our, um, the Internet Engineering Task Force, and these are the people who work on the Internet standards. So um, they meet um, and they discuss how Internet protocol should should work. Uh, because um, the internet is not driven by a single company uh, and it is not designed by a single person. It's uh, a mix of uh, a lot of ideas that, that came up over the time. I'm focusing on, on DNS, on IPv6 and on everything IP address management related. For today's podcast, uh, I collected all the uh, DNS-related stuff, mostly DNS-related stuff. So, um, if uh, possible, maybe we can have a second um, um, session where we talk about IPv6 and uh, other stuff. Absolutely. RDAP is replacing who is for uh, GTLDs and NTLDs in August on the 19th? I think on the 26th, that is the deadline for um, the CT, uh, for the TLDs, for the GTLDs and NTLDs. So basically, um, WHOIS is, uh, is a very old service that came, fr- that, that has been introduced in the very, very beginning of the internet. And it's a, a very simple service where people can look up ownership information about either an IP address or a domain name. So who owns the domain name? Who owns an IP address? And especially for domain names, there's a lot of information there. For example, there have uh, in the past, there have been the email address, telephone numbers, street address of the owner. So uh, that has been misused. By, by spammers uh, and and a lot of other people who, who just collect the data because it's it's completely who is is completely unauthenticated so everyone can just query their data another problem with who is was that the who is standard defines the protocol to query the data but it doesn't really define the database and the fields that should be stored so uh, over time, the different registries that work with DNS and IP address data, they invented their own database fields. So <laughs> depending when you look up um, like a name in com or a name in .info, you might get back different fields or the, the, the fields are similar, but the names of the fields are different. So if you want to automate working with this data, uh, you had to uh, 
write different parsers every time for, for the data, which was cumbersome. The deadline is for TLD operators to implement support for it and not a complete switch. On, on August, uh, August 26, the, the operators of the registries, they have to, they have to provide uh, the RDAP um, service. Uh, they still can run who is, but I see that uh, once uh, RDAP is being enabled and is being being used, that who is will will be shut down very soon. The reason is that uh, starting last year with uh, the European uh, General Data Protection Laws, many many registries had to remove a lot of data from the WHOIS registries because of the uh, uh, GDPR laws. Uh, and, and so today, um, WHOIS is not as useful anymore as it was like two years ago because there's much less data in there. And uh, RDAP is, uh, is now a, a more modern protocol that allows uh, authentication. So it's possible to query some data uh, without authentication, which is the public data. But then if you like, uh, for example, if you are law enforcement, uh, you can get uh, an account with the registry and you can get more information that the general public doesn't see, like the, uh, the owner's name and the owner's email address or the owner's telephone number. Uh, here, the, um, the law enforcement people were very, very unhappy when after GDPR was enforced last year that they couldn't check this information anymore from who is because it has been removed from there and and because uh, rdap is is so much more useful and also it's structured data it's uh, uh it's json data it, it works as a web service um developers usually know how to do this how to work with a restful web service while who is it is its own very archaic protocol uh, so um, uh, modern developers they probably have no issues querying rdap but they might have issues implementing who is uh, in their systems and so what does this mean for um for the the domain uh, operators can they do they have support to migrate the, the existing who is data um, into uh, this new format or or do they um, have to kind of uh, send out uh, a call to action for for people to replace their data or re-register how how will this switch go about uh, that really depends on the quality of their existing who is data so um, if the registry had a good database uh, they can maybe just create another backend for the database and um, export the data now with rdap instead of who is there might be other registries which have uh, uh, and not good quality data quality in the database uh, so they might uh, need to contact the owners of the domains and and ask them to uh, fill in the missing pieces so far for august it is mandated by ICANN, which is the uh, organization overseeing all the domain names in the world only for the non-country code top level domains so the change will happen for comnet and org and all for the for the new top level domains like xyz and dot club and and dot training and such 
uh, but it will not happen for the country code top level domains like France or UK uh, or uh, China CN or something like that because the, all the country code top level domains they are independent they are mostly run by the states and there's no one who can tell them what to do uh, however I expect that there will be some pressure if, if everything else is switching to RDAP that uh, slowly all the CCTLDs will also switch over from Whois to, to RDAP. It is mandated that support is established and then support will be seized, uh, seized for uh, Whois. Um, so what happens if, uh, if an operator doesn't implement support? So if, the, if, the, if the operator is uh, uh, an operator for a new top-level domain or generic top-level domain, they probably will get fined by ICANN first and if they don't comply, the domain will be taken away from them and will given some other company. They lose their business basically by doing that. One of the things that uh, you mentioned is uh, uh, RDAP is more secure, and we we see this see this term security pop up uh, everywhere and more frequently um, as of late. Many many um, of the of the new technologies that are developed are focused on security. Um, so tell me what you learned um, um, uh, and and how how we are going about uh, solving these security issues. Yes, there was a, um, a very interesting uh, talk by a professor from the US. Um, they made a study about DNS interception, meaning they looked how often does it happen that a DNS query that is being sent by a client towards a DNS server somewhere in the internet gets intercepted and is being answered by some other party. And they found out that on a global scale, that happens about 7% of all queries. And then they teamed up with a university in China and did the same test for China. And they found out that in, in, in China, the number is about 20%. So if you are in China and if you send a query out and you send it to like Google DNS 8.8.8.8, .8 .8 .8, there is a 20% chance that you get an answer, but that answer is not from the Google server, but from some other server. Because DNS is uh, stateless and is UDP, there's basically no real way as a client to uh, to recognize that, to, to figure out that that has happened. Because the uh, server that is answering, which is not Google, will answer with an IP address from Google. It will answer with 8.8.8.8 in the uh, sender address. So it looks like the real answer, but it isn't. That sounds scary. Yeah, first they then looked into if redirection happened, will the, the client get the same answer as the answer would be from the, the real server? Or will it be a different answer? And they found out that in most cases, it's, it's currently the same answer. So you, you don't get wrong answer. You don't get spoofed answers. You don't get blocked or anything. You, you get the answer you're looking for. Uh, but it's coming from a different server. Now, 
sometimes it happens they found some ISP in China who, uh, if you look for Yahoo, uh, you get a first you get a, a an advertising page for some Chinese other services, uh, and then you're being redirected to Yahoo, and that is like advertisement that is being inserted into the stream, which is should normally not there, but they are monetizing on uh, this with uh, DNS redirection. But that was relatively seldom that they've seen this. So, and, and they didn't speculate why that is, why why someone is redirecting and is interfering with um, the DNS so what, and is what, then not uh, changing the data. And I can only guess that some uh, players in the internet want to prepare, want to have the system in place that they can intervene if needed, but they don't do this today. Is it consistent or kind of randomly distributed? So if um, if a client queries um, a Google um, uh, DNS server, do they get consistently um, spoofed uh, responses or is it like um, uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't? Sometimes, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But uh, there's a trend that if uh, queries to well-known public DNS servers are more often intercepted than queries to um, little-known DNS resolvers. So if you if you set up as a as a user, if you set up your own DNS resolver somewhere in the, in the internet and you query that one, the chances that that is intercepted are very very low. But if you use Cloudflare, Google, OpenDNS, and so on, uh, chances are higher that the data is being intercepted, the request is being intercepted. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is, is this a, is this a new um, uh, thing that, that is happening or has this um, been going on for a while? Um, that has been going on for a while. And uh, that's the reason why the new transport technologies for DNS, like DNS over TLS and DNS over HTTPS exists. But this study first time really put numbers on the table, uh, showing how often it really happened. Like it, it has been seen in, in, in certain spots in the world that it happens, but nobody had really numbers how, how widespread the problem is. And this study first time uh, put, put numbers on the problems. And, and rather high numbers. Are they going to continue the, the study and kind of uh, um, start uh, tracking um, if, if this number increases or decreases or um, just kind of um, have, a, have a historical um, uh, trend um, laid out? Are they 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 will do similar studies with their group but they won't do this study for a longer time because it it was the study from a university and usually this is bound to a certain paper being written and once the paper is being written the whole lab setup is being turned is broken down and other people who worked on the paper do other stuff uh, from the paper, from the study, they found certain areas which are interesting to do further research, and they want to do that. Uh, but probably the exact study that they did now, they won't continue doing that. Is the paper available 
to the public? Yes, it is. Uh, we can put it in the show notes. Great. Um, we will definitely, definitely do that. Now you mentioned um, that one of the one of the ways to um, counter this uh, this event or this uh, happening is uh, uh, with DOH or DOT, um, which has been a, a quite a hot topic. Um, and uh, uh, obviously, uh, DNS over HTTPS is getting. Uh, quite the press and quite the attention because Mod Mozilla is putting it natively in Firefox and Google is putting it in Chrome. So what's uh, what's the news on, on those fronts? And there was a, a buff session, um, which is like a non-standard session at ITF uh, on the topic. Um, the session was called Add ADD for applications doing DNS because a browser is an application and that application is doing DNS. And there was a, a talk from someone at Mozilla um, explaining in more detail compared to what was known before, um, what they want to do, um, that they are looking uh, into uh, more partners that provide um, DOH servers and also that they Further investigating the problem of, of local names in, in, in companies, local uh, namespaces in the DNS, which are not registered in the internet, which would not resolve with a DOE server that is outside the company parameters. And um, they haven't found exactly a good solution, but they are still looking into that. And they say this is the only obstacle that they that are currently stopping them from rolling out uh, Doe and the trusted recursive resolver feature in, in Firefox. They just want to make sure that they don't interrupt um, uh, company businesses by rolling out this. Is there any particular way um, the, the, the two implementations in, in Firefox and in Chrome are, are different or are they kind of on the same track or, or using the same uh, uh, methodology to to implement uh, implement it in their respective browsers protocol is is basically basically the same what's different is then how it is being uh, uh, presented in the user interface for example in in Firefox there is currently already a user interface that is public for the user and the user can go into the in there and switch uh, DOH on while in in google there is no ui you have to uh, go into the the inner configuration of the browser which is uh, arcane and you can switch it on there um, and also uh, google expressed that they don't have any uh, plans to switch it on for uh, for chrome as default they want to have the code there they want um, offer the the uh, the users the option to switch that on but they won't switch it on for everyone mm -hmm. what about the uh, the mobile versions uh, of these two uh, browsers um is it is uh, doe um available or or turned on or implemented in the ios or android versions of of, of firefox and chrome or or is that uh, uh some ways um, away um, for Firefox I only know Android uh, and there it is the same as in the desktop version uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for for Chrome and Android, it's different because uh, Android Android nine already has DOT on the operating system level, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if the Chrome browser on Android has DOH in there. Haven't been able to look into that, um, but um, yeah, that will be the same. I'm not sure about the the Apple platform because there's also Apple's policies playing into this and if if the browsers are being allowed to um, to do this in the next episode Karsten and I will deep dive into the execution of these larger areas such as performance of DOH and DOT zone transfer DNS zone aliases using JSON or YAML in dig and delve and more make sure you subscribe and check out our next episode as well Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, reach us through email via resolve.pod at menandmice.com or on social media. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you are listening to podcasts. ResolvePod is brought to you by Men and Mice, changing the way the world sees networks. To find out more about how Men and Mice can help you manage your on-prem, hybrid or multi-cloud IP infrastructure, visit www.menandmice.com.